0: You remember the spider that lived in a bush outside your window? Orange body, green legs. Watched her build a web all summer. Then
1: one day there was a big egg in it. The egg hatched. The egg hatched. And? And a hundred baby spiders came out. And they ate her.
0: Implants. Those aren't
1: your memories. They're somebody else's. They're Tyrell's nieces.
0: Okay. Bad
1: joke. You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake or sometimes films with similar concepts because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, um yeah, let's get to it. My my version of Marcus played here uh this idea that we finally get a Blade Runner sequel, which I don't really know how long that was kicked around like with any sort of legitimacy. I don't I don't Who's know. Who's asking for this? <laughs> that yeah, that's a good question. Um Cult classic. I mean, we don't. Do we have a Rocky Horror Picture Show sequel? Have we? There is.
0: There yeah. is one called Shock Treatment. It's not good. Some good songs, but it's a bad movie. They missed towards. the opportunity
1: to do Rocky Horror Picture Show twenty twenty nine or whatever. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> What's sort our of brand? Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: it's an interesting thing because Blade Runner is one of those movies. I think you mentioned rightly as a cult classic. I think people may look at it now because assholes like me are so loud about how great Blade Runner is and think that everyone likes Blade Runner or it was this ridiculous like massive blockbuster hit and it absolutely wasn't it has this really small group of fans who are really really loud but most of the people that I know who are big fans of this movie when they heard oh they're gonna make a Blade Runner sequel my first reaction was like oh no that's a no I don't want that like because it's such a kind of singular vision from Ridley Scott and it's like what are we who can do this? And then you find out Villeneuve is attached. And you're like, okay, well, he's done some interesting work. So maybe this can work. But then the, you know, the budget is huge and overblown and it's got all these stars. And you're like, you can't make a good Blade Runner movie in that universe um and attract the amount of money you're going to need to kind of recoup everything that goes into this. Like, I think they, they misunderstood loudness for amount of fans and i think that's becoming obvious after in the weekend after it's open
1: i was texting buddy uh, before i'd seen this new film uh and he was like hey have you seen blade runner yet also he's a big fan which i don't know if i'm a big fan i loved it as a fucking teenager i thought it was like mm-hmm. the coolest shit ever like i you know i like could not get enough of that that certain structure which i i do like like pi novels and like crime novels mm-hmm. like the 40s and what it's very to, noir yeah well what you tend to forget though is like the middle bits are kind of boring, and I know that gets thrown out by haters of Blade Runner. That's kind of slow, but really, the investigative work of the investigator—I don't think is really ever that interesting. It's just mm-hmm. like these, the conversations he has while he's investigating. These like sort of funny characters that he meets. These mm-hmm. usually threatening characters. The the femme fatales—that's the stuff you're into. I you mm-hmm. know the the dress up as far as you know who killed who or like tracking people down. Like and I was watching this film again. And my wife was intrigued. She's like, uh, you know, and it, like you said, the visuals and all that stuff, she was into it. And I'm like, have you seen this before? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. I'm sure it's been a long time, but I've seen it. And I'm like, oh, I was kind of, I was impressed. I'm like, why,
0: why, why would you, you watch this?
1: <laughs> yeah. She's not a, not a cinephile. And it's like one of those things where right. there's, there are a lot of, you know, rightfully so. Cause she's not a dork hosting multiple movie podcasts. There, <laughs> there are a lot of things that she's missed in pop culture and especially film pop culture. So I was like, okay, but we got to. Oh, I think we even got to Harrison Ford's name in the credits. So we didn't get far at all. And she's like, "Wait, Harrison Ford's in this?" I'm like, oh, "Yeah, that's <laughs> I, that's yep, the thing. I, the only thing I would assume you would remember is Harrison Ford's in this." And she's like, "Wait, wasn't there another movie just called Blade?" I was like, with Wesley Snipes?" She's like, "That's the one I've seen. That <laughs> that's one. That's, that's, the one that's what I thought you were watching. watching. I was excited to watch that." <laughs> So she watched, I'd say about 10, 15 minutes of it. And she, I was like, I paused it because she had to leave the room. I was like, do you want me to keep going? And she's like, well, I like the idea, but it's more than something like, I'd just rather you just tell me what happens. Like she was not really down for the sure. pacing of it. So I'm texting a buddy of mine, and uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go see it. And he's like, oh, cool. Let me know what you think. And I'm like, well, download my fucking podcast. I'll send you the link. That's (laughs) That's what I say to everyone who asks
0: me. What do you think of that movie? (laughs) Well, you know, there's a way to find out. I did
1: 40 minutes on it. There you go. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: Why would I talk to you?
1: (laughs) But I admitted to him that there was a bit of glee I was having, like I have with a lot of the big budget misfires this year that it was failing. And it, it's it is legitimately unfair because I had not seen the film at that time. I like the original Blade Runner. Why am I running against it? And I think it's what you said, Dave. I want pain for film Twitter Echo Chamber where it's like, you know oh, what? Boy, there's plenty. There Jesus. was a you know, this was a cool, legitimate cult film. And the people who like it are really passionate about it. What's wrong with that? Why why are we attempting right. to dress it up and force it into the mainstream like We've done I don't know how many cuts this damn thing, it gets re released. But it's always appealing to the same people. My wife, who's like, Yeah, I've seen Blade Runner, is like, Oh wait, where's the vampire hunter? Where's that that guy? (laughs) That says everything you need to
0: know about how much of a cult classic Blade Runner is. That's (laughs) cool. It
1: can be cool that way. Like why you know, there's there's that hipster card where it's like, why do you want this to be the great big IP? And I understand why they made it, maybe not that budget, Mm -hmm. but they're just they're mining anything right now. I do wonder if how this affects Villeneuve's uh, Dune project. I'm wondering if that's scaled back now. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you bring
0: up uh, this kind of idea of you know trying to make it for the masses. Because after watching Blade Runner 2049, a movie I liked uh, but didn't love, and it was a movie I I went into thinking like, okay, this is definitely going to be in my top five of the year. Like, I'm sure of it. Like, it's Villeneuve doing Blade Runner. I like Ryan Gosling as an actor. They're bringing <laughs> I love and your fucking back. Optimism. I was I was ready, man. I was hyped for this movie, and uh, it was unforgettable
1: with Kevin uh, Hagel. Yeah. Appreciate that, exactly. by the way, buddy. It was yeah, getting a frame right now for that poster, <laughs> so I can stare at Perfect. it when I'm podcasting. Yes,
0: uh, and I think all the changes, all the things that they did with it, were to try to make it more mainstream. Uh, they wanted, they made it simpler. They made the emotional beats really obvious, uh, and even casting Ryan Gosling. Like I kept thinking during this movie, like he's too pretty for this. Uh, Because Blade Runner, if anything, it's like a neo-noir. It's a future noir, right? So you're thinking like Humphrey Bogart, not exactly known for his good looks. Uh, And Harrison Ford is kind of plays that in between, where he can play that rough character or he can be charming. And I'm just not sure Gosling is there yet, like maybe as he ages as an actor. And it made me wonder if this had come out If he had played this character right after Drive, I might be a little more convinced, but he's playing a lot of roles kind of with a smirk and a wink right now, Uh, and that works for some movies. That works for things like The Nice Guys, but here I had a really hard time taking his journey you know, seriously, like whether he's a human or a replicant and what the process is going to be, and I just was like, he's too pretty for this. I have a hard time rooting for him through the movie.
1: It's definitely an interesting film visually. It, I mean, it takes its oh, cues yeah. from the original. It takes a lot of cues from the original. That way, I am a bit surprised because uh, I I watched uh, the final cut the night before mm-hmm. I saw this one, and that's what kind of got me in the mood. I was not as amped for it uh, as you were, but then I was like, suddenly I'm be? I'm sold. I'm like, I, you know, I'm in the. I want to go back to this world, and um, you know, for that one to have pacing issues. Um, they they still pack a lot of violence, a lot of anxiety. Uh, there's some great action set pieces in the original, and it's oh, yeah. a two-hour movie. I mean, I, I mean, don't know which version. chase through the city streets, like that really works. The
0: the ending with Rector Hauer. I mean, that stuff is great.
1: This one, uh, yeah, not so much. Um, yeah. It's like they <laughs> – I got the feeling that they were – it was like the Joel Silver thing. Except an art house version or an attempted art house version where it's like the film was like, oh shit, we probably need a fucking fight or we need someone to do something extremely violent. And you know, it got me in this sort of like weird mood piece. Where I'm just sort of like, it felt very video game esque, probably in the best way, where I felt like Gosling's character, as you said, somewhat charmless, just a handsome protagonist. I feel like right. I'm just moving his little avatar around and just seeing yeah, awesome shit. Exactly. And there, there <laughs> look are scenes, at that. And look at that. I <laughs> think there are so many establishing shots in 2049 where I was, I mean, I'd heard the, you know, the, hey, this a long movie, and you know how I feel about <laughs> anything. That, anything that's above two hours is suspicious, like yeah, a minute it, more.
0: It, what is this? Two forty? Like this is almost three hours. And I kept so. thinking,
1: like, oh, yeah, that looks it looks cool, but you know, do we need? Does every fucking office in this world, any right. any appointment head, does it need this long tracking shot where it's just like we see the scene? Well, they are again.
0: really fighting for Deacons to finally get his Oscar. They're just like they we're going to pull out. But there's all a, the there's stuff. a lot
1: of money on screen that you know doesn't serve the story. As you said, it's simplified. It's like you know we, mm-hmm. we we're finding this person. Uh, and then once we're finally introduced to Harrison Ford, it's like this, we're, we're oh, finding two hours and 15
0: minutes later. Man, really right Um,
1: <laughs> I, I, and like I said, I don't know which version you're more familiar with at this point or which one you have more experience in the original, but
0: the final cut is the one I've watched most. Ridley Scott likes it. It's good enough for me. I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you, you tinkered long enough, sir. So I guess I'll, I'll give this one a chance. The one that took 25 years to get the screen.
0: right?
1: <laughs> I feel like you're um I liked what I liked better about the original is that we're we're dealing with, you know, this slave revolt story and so the big heavy, I guess the, the god character doesn't give a lot of the villainous speeches. It's the guy that you're kind of you see has a legitimate point. Mm-hmm. This time around, Jared Leto giving the speeches with more weird bullshit. Uh <laughs> this guy's quickly becoming Leto I mean, very fucking hateable. Like Oh, yeah. And all that quirky stuff, you know, it's especially when you're a, a damn near three hour film with Gosling trying to dial it back down. It's like, oh, here he comes with his batshit ideas. Right. I don't know. Any of those conversations, I don't care. I, I guess I've missed the blue collar aspect of really Scott's sci fi. And this one is all white crime. It is all right. like the elite.
0: And, and not only the blue collar aspect, but I think to me, what makes the original Blade Runner, a lasting film, something that deserves to be seen over and over again, is that our quote unquote villains, by the end of the film, we're not sure if they're the villains and they're complicated. Whereas in this movie, the villains are like twirling mustache, like, you know, even with actions that don't make a lot of sense. Like you mentioned Jared Leto in the beginning of this movie, creating this replicant and saying like, God, we can't make enough of these uh, we can't make him fast enough. And then he proceeds to stab it in the stomach, which makes, that's it. and I know they're trying to do a thing about like, oh, we can't give birth and blah, blah, blah. But it was like, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, really a uh, rich businessman. You're just going to destroy <laughs> your own products.
1: Like, I was hoping for the, the, the smart ass personal assistant. I was like, sir, God damn <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> like give this you speech every say. time. And then you break your new toy. Yep. Yeah. Um, and a lot, you know, This is just me, I don't I don't I can't speak for you, but we get a James Bond movie or anything that's getting too fantastical, not in the realm of reality. You start talking nonsense. Um Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the Matrix. It's like my eyes can glaze over at a certain point where I'm like, Whatever, just kung fu, (laughs) put it in his head, bring out the (laughs) floppy discs. Let's go. (laughs) And so like there are some really cool set pieces in this and it's something that I could if it was on T V in the background, I think I would, you know, watch it for a little bit. Oh, yeah, but man, my mind, my mind did wander for stretches.
0: This, is, this movie is going to be the movie you test your your sound and visual system on at home. But it's not, I can't imagine going like, yeah, I want to spend two hours and 40 minutes in this world again. Like it, there's nothing about it that stands out as like, oh, this is terrible. But like, I was just expecting so much more. And the thing I found really surprising is the one complaint that I can have about the original Blade Runner is, you know, kind of the sexual politics That go on like there's definitely a rape scene that happens in the movie and we're supposed to root for the character who is the rapist. Uh, And they kind of make some changes in this version to kind of make that into a love story uh, and kind of a love story for the ages that they could just never be together. And like all the other female characters, too, are not great as far as like kind of these kind of future feminist ideals. Like there's a lot of ugliness uh, in the way these characters are treated. I mean, there is a character.
1: Prostitute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jared Leto's personal assistant, which is the greatest just, in the whole
0: time. Just <laughs> but there, there's also a character who literally exists to serve Ryan Gosling. Like, that is her entire role. And she's probably the female character with the most screen time. You know, and it's just like, it's 2017. Like, we can do better than this. You know, and, and, and to make the original Blade Runner look like, oh, well, it was much better back in 1982 for women on film. I mean, that's that's a little
1: rough. I mean, uh you know, Rutger Hauer, he seemed like he grieved for Daryl Hanna. They, that seemed That's like a right. legitimate concern there. And, yep, exactly. She was his equal, as far as, well, probably more than that, as far as her Olympic style <laughs> killings that <laughs> yes. she displays. Got Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I didn't really, I mean, of course I know I was going to bring that up because that's, that's why I remembered the most from Blade Runner is that, that and the weird, to forget. the weird sort of dinner party with the other kind of like the, the freak show thing and the red eyes, all of that, uh, was very scary and erotic, which is how I like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like my movies. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't, uh, there, there's a couple, like, there are a couple, like there's one water base, uh, set piece in this, which I thought was a cool fight. I mean, it's cool. It's like, okay, that's that's a way to use these Works. particular skills of these these characters here and what they can and can take as far as this bit of brutality. But then there's other stuff that uh, you know, in particular the the Harrison Ford punching sequence. Mm. That I'm just like this, you know. This made for a good Entertainment Tonight story or talk show story where he. Hey accidentally punched him the visual there's
0: a a great screenshot (laughs) on that screenshot it's it's the best thing ever because it's
1: more entertaining than the actual fight
0: like oh god yeah it's great yeah it it went on too long it was just like oh man and it sucks because i think actually harrison ford does a good job in this movie i actually wish he was in it more i think the scenes between him and gosling are really good um but You know the way they publicized this movie, it looked like it was like, oh, this is a buddy cop movie with Mm. Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford. And I think it would have been way more interesting if they had tried to hide that Harrison Ford was in this movie, and then just have him show up as a surprise two hours and fifteen minutes. Disappointed.
1: That whole time right. you're
0: wanting the buddy just cop like, aspect. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But for big Blade Runner fans, if he just – if we didn't know and he just randomly showed up at the end of this movie, we'd be like, oh my god, this is great.
1: This well, is fantastic. You, Your plan to make this box office dwindle even further. <laughs> you want to even worse opening weekend. So that's, that's an interesting point. Do you really think that Harrison Ford is a
0: big enough draw that that was the reason people were coming to see a Blade Runner movie?
1: I can only speak for two people. <laughs> the only okay. other two people that were in my <laughs> now this is an evening showing this is not a matinee monday night so you know 4 days into its run the first like monday there not a fan It's two senior <laughs> citizens you know two older looking people and they they were there for Harrison Ford they made that right. they made that known <laughs> they made their displeasure known and their pleasure known when he appeared on screen so yeah they Finally. <laughs> they were yeah they were they were definitely there to to see Harrison Ford i yeah i mean i think it's you know the like I said, the echo chamber effect of thinking that like Harrison Ford doing Blade Runner again. This is right.
0: gangbusters.
1: This isn't, this isn't Han Solo. Like it's not that kind of audience. Like loud but not big again. <laughs> well I mean that's and that's the original film too, as far as like, you know, like you talked about how the, the original villains, you know, have a legitimate point and they are nuanced as far as, you know, their wants and desires are like please don't kill me. Please I don't want to die. That's there's a desperation. They think human desires and wants yes and so yeah there's there's a lot of talk and you get some very violent sequences but here i felt like it's weird to me like it's it is so it it pays such respect to the original and hitting some of the same beats that if blade runner too much yeah if, if the original was known as this really sort of cool combination of different genres and style in sci-fi and it has this legitimate legacy. I don't know if they honored, they honored the film. I don't know if they honored the legacy as well as I right. think they did with this one.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between hitting all these points like, Oh, it's an ode. I remember that. And like feeling like you're in that world and like really recapturing the feeling of Blade Runner. And I'm not sure they ever did. And I think that's why maybe they felt the need to have someone like Harrison Ford show up in this movie to kind of remind you, like, remember, remember you love Blade Runner. Here, we have we have the original Deckard here. And there's, there's other cameos here too. I was shocked to see uh, Edward James almost show up in this movie too. I was like, oh, didn't even hear about that. They could hide that. Why can't we hide? I mean, they could have <laughs> just said like, Harrison Ford is a consultant on this movie. Like, cause we want to make sure we get like this world, right. So him and Ridley Scott are going to Spielberg
1: effect. Right. Exactly. Or
0: whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they just were trying so hard to, to kind of connect these, but honestly, kind of without doing the hard work of actually accomplishing it.
1: And it's in that middle ground where I, you know, I'm glad I watched the other one. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I really wasn't in the mood, but this is just a bunch of fucking nonsense. This would be like, you know, the matrix is a big success at 99 we come out with Reloaded in 2029, and we just pick, you know, and it'd just be like, no, what? What are you? What are you talking about? I thought this. This the. It would be, you know, like my wife. Like it wasn't Wesley Snipes in that. Was it? Was Was he Morpheus? What was going on here? Didn't they have a sword at some point? Yeah, that. Right. You're yeah. you're really hoping that people are doing their homework, and it's it's interesting for a big attempt at a mainstream IP that you wanted people to basically read the book, go back, right, get yeah. the box set. Get ready for this.
0: It's interesting to me, like when movies wait this long to have sequels, because you have to be really enduring to make that work. Like Star Wars can wait twenty years between sequels and still bring in audiences, because you know it has a rabid fan base. You know, and we covered on my show, we talked about Tron Legacy, and that, and it's a movie I kind of enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing the theater, enjoyed watching it again, but you know. Again, that's a loud fan base. People who really like Tron are loud, but like there's not that many of them. So you have to make it. And it's interesting that both of these movies are special effects extravaganzas, like even more than the originals, because they realize they've got to like shock you into action to go see this movie because they're not going to have that fan base. that's going to come running out on opening day. You know, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is not the fucking Force Awakens. Like, there's gonna be like ten people there, and they're all gonna
1: be really pumped. As <laughs> a so Blade that's Runner fan, you really should in. take some, some degree of pride in that. Like, that, you I know, do, your movie, actually. your movie yeah. is still kind of fucking cool in that way. And yep. this one got great reviews. I think you and I are kind of weird because I'm usually the most negative one, and I was just like, yeah, I keep, that's I keep okay. hearing
0: masterpiece. Around, no, I I'm didn't like, find it
1: really? yeah like even like I wanted it to be over and it's like you know not what I was seeing was necessarily bad but I was just like okay this 45 is 45
0: minutes are a little rough and there's and there's a, and amazingly in this long ass movie there are some plot points that are just left
1: dangling like, oh, I was, I don't know I was cool with that, Dave. I was like, no, no, I, I, you're, I'm fine. I don't know if they're planning
0: a sequel, <laughs> but there's a whole thing about a robot uprising, and they're I, just like, anyway. I'm good move with it. On.
1: Whatever. Don't, don't – please, don't explain it. <laughs> just just move along. It's good to three
0: hours and 20 minutes, Mike.
1: <laughs> We've got plenty of box sets coming up. Uh, unfortunately uh, for them, tangible copies kind yep. of on their way out, so yeah. I, I don't know how yeah. this is going to develop a cult audience. It does play more – uh, I'm a little bit leery to bringing it up because of how much I, I get angry when I talk about Netflix. But it plays more like this is a property that suddenly got really popular on a streaming service, and there was some sort right. of algorithm where it's like, okay, let's make basically make season two of this. Right. But I don't I don't think that works in the film world. This you know on a smaller scale, if someone had done, if they'd done like the Battlestar Galactica thing, like made a really cool show that I never went back and watched the original. Ball Star miniseries, no interest. Yeah. But this one, I kept hearing great reviews about it, and I was like, "No, it's it's actually really good." Like, with well, that sort of for a sci-fi show, it's actually really smart. That's a back-ended compliment, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But you know, that did appeal. I'm sure there are a lot of people that like me that never went back, never felt desire or need to do homework on it. And if you get the references, that's fine. Right. This one, I don't know. It feels like a direct continuation. And the the film, <laughs> another film that came on that's not in the sci-fi territory, but it's more personal to me was. I remember being extremely excited, much more so than episode one, December 98, Gus Van Sant's remaking of Psycho. And mm-hmm. for me, I, I loved Psycho as a kid. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, everyone's going to be pumped for this. No one gave a shit. Like, no, nope. no one. Nope. Can, and that's, that's not even speaking to the quality of the film. I'm nope. just saying that movie tanked and no one really cared that much about Psycho in my world. It was, you know, they were, they were redoing and Kane. It was like, oh my goodness, right. everyone's going to line up for this. No, and and watching it with my friends who had never seen the original, they're like, What do you like about it? That was kind of cheesy and tacky. And I was like, Great. Oh, I hate all of you. I hate, I hate you so much. <laughs> no, I hate custom sands. <laughs> but I live in a small town, <laughs> so I guess we're still friends, but <laughs> right. there's not many choices.
0: It's, it's interesting. I think I think I might have had a similar reaction if this you know, say if this came out ten years ago, right? Before I was kind of much more plugged in and aware famous. of
1: podcast, famous yeah, world. Podcast renowned. Famous.
0: <laughs> I think like just, you know, spending all that time on Twitter and knowing about kind of box offices and all that, knowing about what fan bases are really like and how big they are. If I had seen this 10 years ago, I would have been like, everyone's going to love this. It's going to be amazing. I love the original. Yes. It's going to be a huge success. Like I walked into this, as I mentioned, thinking this is going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. And also knowing that it was going to tank, that no, that this was not going to make enough money uh, to to deal with its budget. Like, I just knew that because it's not that kind of fan base. But if I had been 10 years ago, I've been like, yes, this will be the biggest movie of the year. It'll make nine hundred million dollars. It'll be great. And then be like, and then, oh, everyone hates this shit. <laughs> like, because if you go on Twitter, you would think everybody in the world loves this movie and everyone has seen it. Like, after four days of it being out, I'm already tired of talking about it online. Because, like, yet, here if you, you don't... Are. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll talk to you. That's fine. <laughs> but, like, if you don't think it's, you know, 10 out of 10, fucking masterpiece, best movie of the year, then, oh, you just don't deserve good movies, you know? You're the reason why, you know, unoriginally... I'm like, it's a fucking... It's a
1: sequel! What, motherfucker? <laughs> I went and paid my 10 bucks, all right? Or, you know, wherever you are. I don't know. Maybe it's 15 or 20. I don't or know. But, like, 13. Yeah. yeah. But you can't sit there and go like, "Oh,
0: finally an original movie." When it's a direct sequel. <laughs> like, but it's, it's the sequel its they want. Nature. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the key.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I, you know, I somewhat feel bad about rooting against cuz I I by no means think it's it's bad. And I, I mean, there was clearly a lot of love and care put into it and the only issue it's I have beautiful
0: to look at. My well,
1: god. Like, <laughs> yet again, right. my fucking theater too dim. I'm pulling up my iPhone in the theater and I'm like doesn't look like this it looks better on a fucking 6-inch screen and I I wondered I was like should I walk out just because I'm not giving the film the respect it deserves by seeing it right. in the best possible format which is apparently on my phone on Apple trailers <laughs> but I didn't and I think you know this will be something that I'll revisit but I I don't think I you know and Blade Runner is not the warmest of films but no. I didn't really fall for any of the characters here even the ones I'm In the bag rooting for, like Harrison Ford or Ryan Gosling and his weird romance, the likable characters. I think Harrison
0: Ford gets the closest, uh, but I think that's because of my connection with that character already. I don't think it's necessarily something that this movie does, and Ryan Gosling plays this so low. And I I know that's a choice. I know that's what they wanted him to do. But it becomes really hard to connect They loved
1: uh, Only God Forgives. They're apparently big fans. Like, do that. Do that. (laughs) Do that, but less, apparently. But less, even less emotion. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it just, uh, I don't know, for all of their attempts visually at sort of building out the world, Mm -hmm. it's still kind of veered into generic territory, more so than the original one. I don't know. It's like the original was a little more... Punk rock feeling, I guess it was yeah, like
0: the original went to the ground level. Like yeah. it, the movie starts with you know Deckard, you know eating eating noodle- noodles at the shop down on the ground, mm-hmm. and then getting picked up you know by the police. Instead of like this movie starts with Gosling already doing his job and going to some farm out in the middle of nowhere and a fight sequence Slumminous. breaks out. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's a garlic farm somewhere. <laughs> yes, uh, whereas you know, but the original really kind of dives in and all the. All the action sequences, most of them are either in these, like, abandoned buildings or they're on the city streets, whereas this one, like, you know, those scenes are really fun in the new one, but they are very distant and very separate from the rest of the film. Like, oh, we're out in the middle of nowhere in this water so we can have this fight sequence where no one else gets hurt. Like, everything is really set apart from the world. So they built this world, but they never inhabited it.
1: Hey, it's, you know they're just mimicking the fan base <laughs> set um, apart from reality in the theory. world you are not that far off <laughs> having their little battles you their discussions the <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> so yeah this has probably been very disappointing uh for listeners who were googling for podcasts on blade runner because i don't i you know, <laughs> don't think we had any interest in diving into the mythology and you know if anything i've i mean i've seen reactions to movie podcasts or tweets where you're just like hey, it was all right i guess i kind of liked this didn't like that no traction you get that yeah this is oh, a, no, we have the worst possible ground. take yeah
0: okay i've changed my
1: mind this is the worst movie of the year there this you go terrible. <laughs> and i'll uh i'll say it was it was all right it was all right. <laughs> so it's the mike
0: dennison special it's pretty good <laughs> pretty good
1: <laughs> Wish it was brighter, like I do every time I go to the movies. Like, God damn it. Why is it so dim? Am I watching 3D again? Um, all right. So, uh, we'll wrap up. Uh, let people know uh, where they can attack you for your lukewarm oh, response yes. to uh, 2049.
0: Yes. Please come and attack me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at PCK Study and sometimes at Grand Gesture Pod, my other podcast, with my co host right here, with
1: Mike so great if you hated both of us uh, there's one podcast you're not going to listen to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if you want to attack us
0: both it could be efficient you could just go to yeah, one account that's, true. that's
1: a good good point um, we'll, we'll eventually have Blade Runner 2049 on that romantic comedy podcast with Ron Gosling and his, you know, there's his a version of with,
0: Siri I don't know with his JOI which you yeah. know don't look that up on the
1: internet if if you don't want to think right. less of this so. typing sounds are... laughing <laughs> Was that broad enough where I'm just like banging? Yes. <laughs> I'm looking this up, I promise. No, I'm actually looking at a uh three letters. Picture <laughs> you of
0: don't need that to be
1: Tilda Swinton. I don't know. Well, like that's, that's, not yeah. wrong with that. No, it's fine. And if you'd like to leave some feedback for this show, we are at original remake on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can subscribe on iTunes, probably on your Pod Player of Choice, or go to followingfilms.com. Thanks again for listening. And come back next time, we're going to be talking about both versions of Jack Frost. One for the family, and one not so much for the family. Uh, alright. Yeah, that's good enough. Cool. Like, you know what JOI sense.
0: stands for, Mike?
1: What? It's a whole segment of
0: porn called Jerkoff Instruction. It's like just a camera on a woman telling you how to masturbate. JOI. Mm-hmm. And that is the character's name. It's JOI. And telling I like,
1: you how to? Or, you know, like, yeah. Like, like when to pick up the speed and when to
0: yeah exactly exactly Nice. Yep. yep and it was like when you build when you make a character that's like purely in service to a man and you name it G-O-Y, I was like you should just look this up like before you name a character maybe just they did I don't see that was the thing I that's what was my thought was maybe they did maybe that's
1: what they're saying but. Uh.